Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. All right, all right. Welcome back, everybody. After a brief hiatus, we are back. As always, joining me is Justin Extra Hillbilly Boy Campbell. We have a lot of catching up to do. I, of course, am your host of the Peddling Fiction Podcast, Johnny Profita. And I say extra hillbilly because it's been a, I don't know, was it been like a week, week and a half since the last time, uh, or maybe two weeks, because did I roll solo last week? Yeah, you, solo last shows. one was a solo show. Your, your schedule was a little funky, and I was in the middle of my work block. So Yeah, and then uh, I got sick again with something for the last week. So that's why we're kind of late with this episode. Got a lot of catching up to do, but a lot of, a lot of hillbilly things been going on in Kentucky over there. Why don't you update everybody? Give them the good news. Yeah. So we have a bouncing baby goat and he is very much a, a bouncer. He he's full of energy and uh, thinks he needs to headbutt me nonstop, which is, I guess that's fine. That's the same way his dad is. So they, I guess he gets it gets it honest. He's very snuggly with my wife and daughters, but for some reason with me, he thinks he just needs to uh, go full on headbutt mode. So that's cool. It's it's cute. He's uh he's about the size of a medium sized cat. <laughs> he's a little tiny fella. Oh really? Yeah. He looked bigger in the in some of the pictures I saw. <laughs> so can you wrestle with goats? Are they fun to wrestle with when they get bigger? Uh, yeah, I, I kind of wrestle with the, I wrestle with the male semi-frequently. Um, we, we play a game. I walk out into the pen and I put my fist out and he'll come up with his horns and he'll bump, he'll give me a fist bump with his horns and then he'll jump around and run at me and I'll punch him and I'll give him like a pop in the head and he'll headbutt at me and chase me around and if i don't pay attention to him and play the game when he wants to play then he'll like nip at my shirt or grab at my pants and and ball at me like he wants to play he's he's very playful sometimes he gets a little out of hand and tries to get too rough and that's when i will wrestle with him like i'll grab him by his horns and put his ass on the ground and and then he'll he'll calm down <laughs> what, uh, have you have you posted any pictures to the private facebook group or on the discord server i know i saw something Oh, no, I just had a personal post that I had done on, like, on my personal yeah, that's what it was. Facebook yeah, I, and, and Instagram. Uh, I think I put one on. I think I put a picture on, on Twitter, too. And he uh, had, Yeah, I need to post some stuff for the, to the group. And he had diapers on? So, so the first night, they brought him inside to, to bottle feed him and kind of take care of him. Plus, it was sort of cool that night, so to keep him warm and all and like they have to be cleaned up and everything when they're first born can't just let him sit out there in the cold and 
and be wet and cold and, uh, you know, freeze to death. So they brought him inside, got him cleaned up and uh, put a little, you can get diapers for him. So they put a little diaper on him and kept him in the house that night. And also um, the male goats aren't very, they don't have the fatherly instincts. So when a baby is born, either it's a female and they just view that as something else to fuck or it's a male and they view that as competition that needs to be killed. Uh, so that you have to keep them separated. So we had to put up a, a partition and, and uh, get him separated from the mother and the baby. So, so they kept, they kept him and the baby inside during the night and then got a fence and everything put up so that we could keep them separated. And, and now he's back outside with his mama and she's a good mama. She's been doing really good with him. We're, uh, this was her first baby. So weren't, you're never really sure how they'll, how they'll take to, uh, to doing that, but she's been, she's been a very good mama so far. So it's been good. And so where do you get these, are these specialty goat diapers or are they just regular? Depends. I'd, I'd have to go look. We've got a package in the, in the bedroom in there. I think, I think you get them at like rural King stuff like that. Like it's, they, they do have like goat diapers cause they have to kind of fit on them a certain way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And what do you have a name for the goat yet? Charlie. He is Charlie. Charlie. Went with the the IE names because the dad is Ralphie, mom is Trixie, so he is Charlie. All right. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Only took about a month for that to come out. <laughs> Maybe longer. Or two. Yeah. We we teased that one quite a bit <laughs> on the show. Well, uh, congratulations. Like I said, not not much really changed over here, except I uh I got the the Delta Cron or whatever is going around now. I don't know, some sort of illness, but again, nothing major, just not feeling too hot for the last week and uh, took a few days off from the uh, the podcasting world. So we got a lot to catch up on. The, uh, I don't really, I think we both kind of decided we don't really want to talk much more about Ukraine because uh, that story is just kind of played out there's not a whole lot to really update people on or the new takes or anything like that right we're, we're not missing anything like the only other thing that's the only thing that's really changed over the last week or so is most of the conflict has moved into the uh what is the marisol region which is where most of the ukrainian nazis are holed up so no but you know mainstream media doesn't want to talk about they don't want to talk about that. So, so, and it's, it's not like it's that big of a, okay. So it is a big deal, but it's not like it's like moving the needle or really changing things in terms of what's going on over there at this point. Uh, right now, everything's just kind of moving sideways until something happens. Yeah. So the other story that's been in the headlines that I've been following, I think we both have been following is the confirmation of Katanji Brown Jackson to the Supreme Court, the first female African American ever to be confirmed. And it's it's basically a foregone conclusion that she'll be confirmed because the uh you only need 50 Democrats plus Kamala Harris to confirm it. And I don't see any of the Democrats uh going against their party on this one. Do you? Now is that right? Um, I think I don't think commonly gets a vote in Supreme Court nominations. I, I would have to double check on that, but I, I think, <laughs> I think I've seen the, something in that. Oh, really? I thought she was the tiebreaker. 
because they had talked about it with one of the Trump appointees and um, uh, fuck, what's his name? Pence being like a tiebreaker for one of the Trump appointees. Uh-huh. Um, I, I don't think that the vice president actually gets a vote in the Supreme Court. And somebody's somebody's going to fact check me on that. But I, I don't think like, at least a couple of Republicans are going to go over and vote for and vote to confirm. And I, I don't think I think even if it did come down to a 50 50 split, there's some way that they'll push it through anyway. Like it's not going to be an actual they're, they're not going to not confirm her. And and again, I, I might get fact checked on this as well. Um, this isn't the first black female to be nominated. This will just be the first black female to have been confirmed. It's been circulating out there on like the Fox News type stuff that uh, there was a black female Supreme Court nominee back in the 90s or early 2000s. And uh, Joe Biden, amongst like 47 other uh Democrats voted not to confirm, and they ended up going with a, a different, which this was at the time when it, it was still required a 60, 60 vote to to confirm one before they changed it to just a, a straight majority. So, so she didn't get confirmed because Biden and 47 Democrats voted against her, and it ended up going to somebody else. I can't remember who it was, but yeah, so... Oh man, There's old corn fun, pop. Fun facts for- old corn pop and voting against keeping the black woman down. It really is just I, I love watching the coverage of this. Um to, just to see like how ridiculous this whole thing is. Like the not only like so you have like the Republican attack that they just decided on, apparently, is that she's like too soft on sentencing for child uh pornography like circulation or pedophilia or something like that right and which you know i don't understand why that has anything to do with being a supreme court justice like what what kind of sentences they're they're handing out because that's not what they're supposed to be doing they're supposed to be you know like applying the constitution to you know cases their interpretation of the constitution even though the constitution doesn't need to be interpreted. It just needs to be enforced. And we've, we've been through that, but I, I find that the questions that they're asking are just like really asinine, but it's just absolutely hilarious to watch her squirm and struggle with questions. Like you have the first, you have the first, uh, well, like, you know, female black, uh, black woman to be confirmed. And I did. I think I did say confirm. We can check the tape on that. You did. Okay, good. Um, but you know, Ted Cruz asked her to define what a woman is, and she can't do it. She can't or won't. I don't know. You know, she just doesn't want to say anything. And you get this. You can see how uncomfortable she is up there with these questions that are just like it should be very, very simple to answer these. But in this climate with uh, the, the craziness that is the, the democratic left. And you know you can't really define what a woman is. It's supposed to be this gender fluid thing, but we're also supposed to be celebrating the first black woman to get confirmed. And it just like this whole thing is crumbling down around them and they're eating themselves. And it's just hilarious to watch. We have some 
uh, I have some clips lined up here of the questioning and it, it's asinine questioning, but this, I would just have fun. This is kind of what I would do. I think, I, I mean, these hearings are, like I said, it's just, it's all political theater anyways. Why not just like embarrass her up there and watch her just struggle with the, the simplest of questions. But uh, let's see. Yeah, here we go. Let's roll this one. Oh, wait, no, I don't want to view the replies. I want to play it clear. Uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can't. You can't? Not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. Of, well, no. Not a biologist. <laughs> Senator, um, I don't <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I'm not a biologist, so I can't define what a woman is. And, and yeah, the other thing is that they're they're going after her for like the whole abortion thing, which again is just a ridiculous line of questioning. I thought that the Ted Cruz one was pretty funny as well. Let's just go ahead and play that and then we can get your reaction to it. Um, we discussed yesterday how the standard for race discrimination was strict scrutiny. Uh, the court has laid out a, a different standard for gender discrimination. Um, what is the constitutional standard that applies to, to gender discrimination? Gender discrimination, um, the court has held um, intermediate scrutiny applies, which is um, that the government has to have uh, an important interest and um, the tailoring doesn't have to be as narrow. Right. So yesterday, uh, under under questioning from Senator Blackburn, uh, you told her that that you couldn't define what a woman is, uh, that you were not a biologist, which which I think you're the the only Supreme Court nominee in history who's been unable to answer the question, "What is a woman?" Let me ask you, as a judge, how would you determine if a plaintiff had Article Three standing? Uh, to challenge a gender-based rule, regulation, policy, uh, without being able to determine what a woman was. So, Senator, I know that I'm a woman. I know that um, Senator Blackburn is a woman, and the woman who I um, admire most in the world is in the room today, my mother. Um, it sounded as though well, but the but question let me, was... But let me ask, under the modern leftist sensibilities, if... if I decide right now that, that I'm a woman, um, then apparently I'm a woman. Does that mean that I would have Article Three standing to challenge a gender-based restriction? Senator, to the extent that you are asking me about um, who has the ability to bring lawsuits based on gender, those kinds of issues are working their way through the courts and I'm not able to comment on them. Okay, if, if, if I could change my gender, if I can be a woman, and then an hour later, if I decide I'm not a woman anymore, I guess I would lose Article Three standing. And tell me, does that same principle apply to other protected characteristics? For example, I'm, I'm an Hispanic man. Could, could I decide I was an Asian man? Would, would I have the ability to be an Asian man and challenge Harvard's discrimination because I made that decision? Senator, I'm not able to answer your question. You're asking me about hypotheticals and... Um, <laughs> Well, I'm asking you how you would assess standing if I, if I came in and said, I have decided I identify as an Asian man. 
I would assess standing the way I assess other legal issues, which is to listen to the arguments made by the parties, consider the relevant precedents uh, and the constitutional principles involved and make a determination. Okay. 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 Um, she has been on record saying previously that, which I, so I, I talked to, uh, Toddler Yankee and Meredith, who are both uh, lawyers in California, and kind of got their their takes on some of this stuff for my next episode of my show that'll be coming out. And one of the things that they had mentioned that she is on record as having said that she is not strong on constitutional law, and they explain kind of what that means and everything, and and um, and why that's not necessarily as damning as it sounds, but. Man, for somebody who is like says that she'll be reviewing how it how it applies to the Constitution for making a judgment on something like that, uh, but also having said previously that she does not have a whole lot of experience or knowledge about constitutional law, uh, that seems pretty damning. Like I, I understood Tyler and Meredith's explanations for why that's not as terrible as you would think, but man, it's just on the on its face seems pretty pretty bad. Right. I mean, the whole the the whole position is supposed to be understanding the Constitution and applying it to whatever case is in front of you. Right. Do they have the constitutional authority or the standing to do whatever they're trying to do? That's basically all they have to do. And what, what it's ended up being is this activist position where if they like the policy that's put in front of them, they'll interpret the Constitution in a way that allows them to uh, justify the, the passage of whatever legislation or whatever uh, cases in front of them. But I mean, just how unimpressive is, is this woman? Like, you, you can't, she can't answer simple questions. And I, I get that she's kind of, uh, you know, got her hands tied because she doesn't want to offend anybody. But it's like, she's not even prepared. She doesn't have like a, you know, just like a bullshit answer prepared to, to define like what a woman or like the, you know, the gender and uh, race-based discrimination case, which is she, that's at Harvard, right? It's like an Asian at Harvard and she's a Harvard alum. And so she's going to, she gets to recuse herself from that. But um, it's it just, she, she's, <laughs> you, you really can't have a, like a coherent argument when you take these ridiculous stances on gender and when, when nothing has like a concrete definition and everything is fluid and basically open it to interpretation, which is how they define the constitution, which is why any, basically, the government can get away with anything that they want because there, there's there, there's nothing means anything anymore. It's all up to someone's interpretation. It's the, the whole thing is just completely fucked. It's it's hilarious to watch them uh, try to get through these hearings, try to come out with coherent arguments and just like a justification for things. And at one point, I think Lindsey Graham, was it Lindsey Graham? He was asking her a bunch of dumbass questions too about like religion and whatever. Like it's so pathetic to watch them try to attack from these angles, but he asked her like what her judicial like philosophy was. And she couldn't even explain that. It's like, dude, you've been doing this forever. Like this is your profession. You don't have like a, 
you don't have something worked out. You don't have like a, you know, a 30 second thing for when you get confirmed to the Supreme court. It's like, Jesus Christ. Like, what have you been doing? Well, like she is, she is very unimpressive just in the way. And like from looking at her record and stuff, I guess what my takeaway from looking at her record up to this point was that it wasn't overly impressive. Like she was just a run of the mill leftist judge. Um, And then, so then hearing this, like, especially when you look at it in comparison to like Amy Coney Barrett, when she went through her confirmation, like for whatever people may have thought about her, she was impressive. Like she she answered very sharp. She was sharp. She was quick witted. She answered questions with authority. Uh, Like, whether you agree with her positions or her appointment or not, she was very on on the nose with what you would expect her to say. Katanji Brown Jackson has just been like all over the place and just it's been it's been completely unimpressive. Like you don't get a sense for anything about her other than all right, she's just gonna do whatever the left wants her to do. Like not that we expected anything otherwise, but it's just it's very disappointing. Like, cool. I would rather see her be something radical and, and like, be impressively bad. Don't be just, like, terrible. Yeah. Or like, if you're going to, if you're going to take a retarded stance, do it with some authority, <laughs> you know, and like, have, have something thought out and be able to articulate it. She's just like, uh, I don't know. I can't answer that question. Like, what? <laughs> How can you not answer that question? Well, you can just go there and just be like, nah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then you get, you get not, you get uh, confirmed literally because you're a, a black woman and that's what they want. And that, that checks the boxes, except that we don't even define what a woman is anymore. This, this is just so ridiculous. I can't believe we're living in a fucking cartoon world. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. What's some, um, I, I did see a report that, uh, uh, what's his face was in the hospital. Clarence Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Is there an update Uh, on him? Last I saw, he was going to be released today or tomorrow. I think I think he's being released this weekend. So I'm not sure. Serious, but yeah, I'm not sure what it was. I mean, he's 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 old, but he's not like Joe Biden old. Like right, he's like my he's like my dad old. So like he's and he's uh, as far as I can tell, like he's in relatively decent shape. Like he seems to be uh pretty sharp and and on it so i think he just got sick and had to go to the hospital like i don't think it was anything particularly major okay yeah it, it is funny that guys they get older you know you're just one one death away from a, a big a big turning point in this uh this makeup here which should like we've talked about before on the show like it should not be this like the whole world depends on what these what these wise overlords and and black robes decide for us like it should not be this important of a position here didn't they ask katanji brown jackson what her opinion of court packing was and she refused to refused to answer that question too like she just just unimpressive all around yeah and it's like like everybody knows what your answer is going to be you know, it's like plead when you plead the fifth, it's like, okay, we know exactly what the answer is. You're just too afraid to say it. 
So just fucking say it. Like you're going to get confirmed anyway. They're not going to not confirm you. Because they'll, right. they'll, they'll be racists. Then, then you're a racist. It has nothing to do with you being like a, an imbecile. Like still one of the least impressive people. Like I don't remember. Um, uh, what's, what's his name? The, the rapist guy. <laughs> oh, uh, it's yeah, early Kavanaugh. in the morning for me here. Kavanaugh. Like, I don't even think he got a chance to like answer any questions because they were just calling him a, a rapist the whole time. So I don't yeah, know if he was like impressive his, at all. His confirmation hearing was, t- okay, we talked about this a little bit on my show yesterday. Like his confirmation hearing, everything about that was horrible. They didn't even ask real questions. Like they just focused on him being a rapist the whole time and completely ignored the fact that as far as like, uh, judicially speaking goes, he's pretty questionable. Like there was a lot of stuff that they legitimately, that the left could have legitimately gone after him for and gotten people on the right to be like, okay, maybe this guy isn't a good choice, but they didn't focus on any of that. They turned it into this whole rape thing. And then it just solidified everybody around him. Like you could have focused on the things that he's actually judicially bad on and gotten him out and like gotten the nomination withdrawn because the right would have said no, if they actually knew what his record was, but you didn't give that a chance. Like that's been an impressive thing. I think or not impressive, but at least a, a positive thing is the way that the, the Republicans have tackled this is they've actually gone after her for her judicial positions and what her beliefs are or lack thereof. And, and like her, her rulings on things and stuff like that. Like they, it hasn't been a lot of personal attacks, which that's literally all that the, that, that the left focused on for the last three appointments was uh, three Supreme court appointees was they just went after them personally and didn't focus on their, on their actual rulings and positions on stuff and if they had done that with Kavanaugh they could have turned the right against him but they didn't do it they had to they had to galvanize everybody behind him because he because the rapist story was complete bullshit yeah and it it sort of gives you like a little window into how they view the the supreme court's role it has nothing to do with your judicial theories positions or anything like that it's who you are as a person and, and that's all that matters and the dog is crying again what are you crying about? Sorry. He he doesn't like it when I record. He's quiet all day until the mics come on, and then he's a crybaby. Go back to bed. This- hey, guys. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Lorenzotti Coffee. You know them well by now. They are our oldest and longest-running sponsor. We love these guys. We love their premium Italian coffee that they deliver right to your door. So do yourself a favor. Get your mornings started right with the taste of freedom. Go to lorenzotti.coffee and use promo code FICTION so they know I sent you. And you'll get 10% off your order. That's Lorenzotti, L-O-R-E as in Edward, N as in Nancy, Z as in Zebra, O-T-T-I dot coffee, promo code FICTION. Get all of your coffee and coffee supplies from these guys. And not only are they fans of the show, but they've gone above and beyond the call of duty as a sponsor. So go order some coffee, order an espresso machine, get a coffee grinder, do it all at lorenzotti.coffee, promo code fiction. All right. This gigantic fucker thinks that his, that this is his chair now. Like that's. Oh yeah. He's taking over. My (laughs) nice big comfy chair that I like. And he has decided that that is his. In fact, I caught him the other day. He had his head on the pillow and then this other red pillow here he was like hugging it. He had all four paws wrapped around it. It was crazy. <laughs> yep, they do sort of really make themselves at home, huh? 
what a life must be nice especially yeah, here, my, down here in uh still my chair and my pillows and just hang out yeah well anyway i don't know what else to to really say about that other than it's it's great political theater um she'll get confirmed i i think what's her i think kamala harris is the tiebreaker but somebody will will get to the bottom of that and uh i don't know i guess it, it's gonna happen pretty soon right it's like next or a week from Monday, I think April 4th is the, the official confirmation date. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, it really is sad to, to see like, this is what, this is the best that we can come up with. But again, it just, it seems like with every major position, president, vice president, speaker, uh, judges to the Supreme Court, they just keep getting less and less impressive and it it's emblematic i think of just the the decline of the empire overall like it's just everything every institution is just falling apart and there's a uh yes the vice president does break the tie the uh the federal here's a i found a report from the federalist that goes into great depth about how that actually works all right Uh, that sounds really. So, yeah. I might yeah, actually, so, I might actually yeah, that, sit down and read it later. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to you got to do the fact checks for us, man. That's why we have you here. <laughs> yeah, fact checking it, myself this time. <laughs> yeah, and that's well, that's why it's like, yeah, why are we even going through this charade? You're not going to lose a Democrat, uh, a Democrat uh, nomination for uh, a vote for a you know a black female, the first one ever. They get to celebrate. The FBI was already planning like a party. I saw that like the Tucker Carlson bit on that. Did you see that one? They were they they were planning a a Katanji Brown confirmation party. There's like some some branch of the F. Like, <laughs> they have all of these like committees now and like. I forget. It wasn't the diversity, equity, and inclusion committee. It was like some other black women committee of the FBI. And they like sent around an invitation and then they had to like completely backpedal because they're not supposed to be political. And it just like, they had this huge party plan for her confirmation. And then they had to really, really roll that back and like, no, 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 we we're sorry for the confusion that anything it had like her initials on it you know the, how they do the three initials for everybody now because of rgb or uh rbg ruth bader rgb <laughs> uh ruth bader ginsburg and uh uh yeah they they're like oh yeah we didn't mean that sorry for the confusion we're just having a party and it has nothing to do with her confirmation it, it's, it's all just so ridiculous but um now we know where the FBI stands in case there was any doubt which which party line that they're towing after the the whole uh Donald Trump's a Russian spy for you know four years. Yeah, as if we weren't all very well aware of where the FBI, CIA, and every other yeah, uh, well, state department stands yeah. on. And uh speaking of- speaking of all those intelligence agencies and officials. I don't know if everybody's remembers the the 51 intelligent experts that um, Joe Biden referenced when when he was disproving the legitimacy of the Hunter Biden laptop story from the uh, the election, the October surprise 
during the election season. You guys remember this story, the, the Hunter, but maybe you don't because it got banned from all of the internet. Twitter banned the link. You couldn't share the link. You couldn't direct message the link. They took down the, the was it the New York Post? They took they down took the down New York Post Twitter page completely. Like, yeah. And and Joe Biden tapped these 51 experts, these uh, former and maybe current, I don't know if it was all former intelligence officials to, to tell you that this had all of the earmarkings of Russian disinformation. And now it turns out, uh, what was it, a, a year, year and a half later? <laughs> what happened? Is, is it the real laptop? Is it Hunter Biden's it's laptop? All, it's all true. All it's of all it. funny. Uh, it was the, um, remember in The Force Awakens, the new, the newest, uh, from the newest Star Wars trilogy where where it's Han and Chewie on on the Millennium Falcon, and they're like, "So can you tell us about it?" And Han goes, "It's true, all of it." Uh, so that was the that was the meme talking about the Hunter the Hunter Biden laptop. Like it's all true, all of it, and pictures and all kinds of crazy stuff that's been coming out. And the pictures are bad enough in and of themselves, but the financial information that's been coming out, like the stuff that shows, especially in like Ukraine and China, the 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 money and the like political favors and stuff that that were being done like a lot of this stuff is really really damning um of course none of it's getting run on like the nightly news that anybody's actually talking about you can find all of it where they actually talk about all of it being true now if you go look for it and but they're not they're not promoting or talking about any of it but it's out there now and like they have admitted to all of it without coming right out and putting it on front page of course yeah. And I, I want, I always wonder what the catalyst is for them finally admitting things. Do they have like a, a they mark a calendar for a, enough time has like the statute of limitations has passed on this. We can finally admit that we were completely full of shit. It's at least six months. Um, and in the case of this one, it was like over a year. There's another story that we're going to talk about in a minute. That's two years old now that could have been relevant and maybe, um, I don't know, stopped uh, half the country from burning to the ground. So I'm going to go complete conspiracy theory on this whole Hunter Biden's laptop thing. I think with in the wake of what we've been seeing with Russia and Ukraine, I know we didn't like we talked about at the beginning. We didn't want to talk about it, but I think they're connected. And I think as we're starting to see that situation play itself out and the weakness of the Biden presidency and and the position that he has put us in with all of this as it's playing out um i think this could be used as the way to get rid of joe biden like he's proven himself to be pretty incompetent and a pretty weak leader and most of the u.s doesn't approve of the job he's doing they don't approve of what he's doing with ukraine and russia and that whole situation they think he's mentally unfit to lead they don't think he's a strong leader like the the polls are just hands down against Biden. And I think this may be cropping back up now as something that'll be used to get him out. But what I like, I don't think they want Kamala in either. So like what my real question is, whenever I'm looking at this is, okay, if they use this to get Biden out, and then they'll put Kamala in the presidency, she's not going to be there long term, like they're going to remove her for some reason, at some point in the next six to eight months as well. Who comes after her? 
is what my question is. Cause that's the person that they wanted to actually be in charge all along. Like uh, a buddy of mine and I talked about like house of cards. Remember if you watch that movie with, or the, the TV series on Netflix with uh, Kevin Spacey, where like he gets the vice president to go be go return to be governor somewhere else so that he can get himself appointed to be the vice president so that he can then get the president impeached and removed from office so that he can become the president. Like who's the, who's the uh who's that guy that's going to be appointed to the vice president whenever kamala moves up because that's the person who they want in control like i I, i'm that's what i'm curious to see well it's the speaker of the house right no the speaker of the house doesn't automatically become the vice president if the if the president and vice president both were simultaneously removed or killed or whatever then the Speaker of the House becomes the president. Oh, you're saying who would, who would Kamala Harris is vice president? Oh, okay. Right. I got gotcha. you. That's yeah. what I'm. That's what I'm curious about. That's that would be interesting. Well, let's see which diversity box haven't we checked yet? <laughs> Who's <laughs> we need a transgender? Oh, it's gonna Asian. be Rachel Levine. We, we need a transgender Asian. We need some little people in there. Let's get some little people. Peter um, Dinklage playing the role of Tyrion in real life as president that would be perfect never, never mind i want to see this happen after all i'm yeah, sold i mean how cartoonish can we get with this and you know they haven't had any like morbidly obese people either and considering how most of america is morbidly obese there's no better representation get some you know fat is beautiful or whatever big is beautiful get some like i want a 450 pounder in there just like a friggin', you know, you, they're just like an oak door wherever they go. You can't get around them. I want a they big have to renovate fat, the Oval Office can't. because they can't get the vice president through the door. Yeah. Yeah. They got to like oh, take the roof off and, you know, cr- get a crane, lower them in. <laughs> and, uh, and it like expand the podium so they don't like, so they can cover up their whole body. Oh my God. Oh, man. This is, yeah, this is absolutely fucking a cartoonish world that we're living in. And I love every second of it. I love just how delegitimizing it is. Like how much longer can people cling to this idea of, of having these people rule over their lives? And then like, these are the people that are doing it. Kamala Harris can't put a sentence together. Joe Biden doesn't know what day it is. Um, you know, Nancy Pelosi was who knows, like, she's like some lizard person, like literally there's somebody wearing Nancy Pelosi, her skin and like, doesn't weird hand gestures at the, uh, state of the union, all this weird stuff going on. Uh, you know, we have Katanji Brown Jackson can't answer a simple question or won't answer a simple question. I think my, I was, I was tweeting about this. My biggest beef with her is that I don't like the sequence of her name. Shouldn't it be Jackson Brown? It just sounds bad. Like, isn't it always the Jackson comes before the Brown? It's never Brown Jackson. I've never heard that before. And I'm going to start calling her uh, Jackson Brown just because I like the way it sounds, you know, that and probably a, a lot of her judicial philosophy, which she can't articulate. But I know what it is. I know what her judicial philosophy is. Do I like the policy? I'll find a justification for it. Those would be my two biggest issues with her. But yeah, this whole thing is just, how much longer can people go with this? Where they just like, oh, we just need to vote in somebody more competent. It's like, well, 
Okay. How's that working out for you? Because it, with every election, as I was saying, the people get less and less competent. And the, the other amazing thing is that we have so much more, so many more people to choose from, you know, like 330 million people or something like that compared to like, you know, the, the founding fathers, there were like 22 year old people who were like pretty smart, you know, pretty wise, smart people given that age. And, you know, we had like a couple, maybe a couple million people to choose from. And you get like, you know, the Thomas Jefferson's of the world. And now you have hundreds of millions to choose from. And you end up with Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton. It's unbelievable. All right. Well, in keeping with this uh, theme of the media just being the enemy of the people, we had a couple. Um, well, so Twitter banned the whole Joe Biden Hunter laptop story. They kept that under wraps, which probably helped. You know, I mean, that sealed the election for Joe Biden. That that w- should have been a devastating story coming out. That your your son is not only uh, you have all these like really shady political dealings in these in these uh, foreign countries, but he's also just like uh, a pedophile, prostitute, banging, crackhead, uh, making sex tape, all, all this shit's coming out. I mean, like the list goes, you can't even make this up. This is like, they wish that they could keep this stuff in the steel dossier that they were writing about Donald Trump, like pissing on hookers. But it have actually turns out that- like, like some of the arguments that have been made from the left, of course, is that, well, the pictures that were taken of Hunter with these underage chicks, that was done in other countries where it's not illegal. Uh, it's been pointed out that just because you're in another country where it's not illegal doesn't mean that it's you can't be held uh, accountable for it here. Like, that's, yeah, yeah, morals don't. Yeah, uh, the morals do not cross those country lines. And yeah, it's like you know, you didn't you didn't cheat on your wife because it was another country. Or as a different state, didn't count. Right. Yeah. It's uh yeah. I mean, but like this is the, the stuff that's coming out in there would have ruined anybody. And it's blatantly obvious that that's the case. Um, they tried to ruin Donald Trump with stories that were like half as bad <laughs> and they were complete bullshit. They ran with that. You're never going to see any of those stories getting banned from Twitter, like doing things that we didn't even know that they could do. Like you can't send out a link to your friend. They wouldn't let you do that. And you'll never see any of those newspaper, uh, any of those news organizations that were pushing the, the whole Russia, Donald Trump conspiracy theories for years None of those accounts were banned. Nobody got, um, you know, suspended. They didn't block any of the sites or the links or anything like that. And then here you go, uh, Hunter Biden. Oh, it just turns out, you know, uh, a month before the election, we're gonna we're gonna pull out all the stops to get this this bumbling buffoon elected, who's got full blown dementia. Full blown. I, I'm sorry. People are like, I don't know if he ha- he's got it. He's got dementia. And as sad as that is, this is uh, what they pulled out all the stops he'd elected. And now we see that even, you know, we, we are living in like a cartoonish world where like satire isn't even satire anymore. But the satire sites like the Babylon Bee are getting banned from Twitter now for basically 
I don't even know if it was satire. <laughs> Does that qualify as satire? Tell everybody what what happened to the Babylon Bee last week. All right. So I believe it was Time Magazine or some such publication had declared around the same time that uh, the good Mr. Leah Thomas was uh, cleaning up at the NCAA swimming championships. Uh, Time Magazine, I believe it was, declared uh, Rachel Levine as the <laughs> as the woman of the year. If nobody's aware of who Rachel Levine is, just look it up and, and be horrified. Um, so so as a joke, and like like Johnny said, maybe it wasn't a joke. But around that same time, the Babylon Bee then came out and ran an article, or just it wasn't even an article. It was just you know the normal Babylon Bee post shit posting. That's that uh, the Babylon Bee named Rachel Levine their man of the year, which is not technically inaccurate. But uh, but in retaliation. Twitter removed the Babylon Bee, and and the only way that they would let the Babylon Bee have their Twitter account back is if they remove the post, and uh, I don't think they explicitly said that they had to apologize, but they, the only way that they would give the account back is if they remove the post, which if you've ever had your Twitter account suspended for any reason, like that is basically the only way that you get your account back is if either you remove the post or you can prove that what you had posted did not violate their terms by some reason, um, which is virtually impossible. So usually your only option is to, to delete the post. Uh, not that I've had that happen a couple of times or anything, but uh, <laughs> so the Babylon Bee refused to delete it. Like they, they stand by it. <laughs> they said that it is um, scientifically and, and technically correct and they are not going to remove the post so twitter said fine then you don't get to have your account back and so they're just moving on with it which i think that is impressive like the fact that the babylon b is going to stand by it and just be like no fuck you we're not going to yeah. do that like we're we're not removing the post we're not going to say we were wrong on this because we weren't because they weren't it's uh yeah it's uh we have I'm, to put our I'm fucking super- foot down somewhere. I mean, this is this is absolutely ridiculous. Fuck Twitter. Like, fuck that. Fuck it. First of all, it was funny. Second of all, it's true. I, I mean, like, what what are we what are we doing here? Does anybody really want to live in this world? Where like this obviously, like, look at the picture, the, the pictures of him against these other, like the second and third place swimmers. He's like three times their size. <laughs> Like, did you see the man. one picture where it's the second, third, and fourth place, and they're like way over here to the side taking a picture together, uh, while Leah Thomas is standing over here on the podium alone with nobody anywhere close, just like standing there holding the trophy. Like, yeah, why? I don't even understand why they want to do that. Like, do you actually get any satisfaction? It would be like you know, like me, like beating up on like a kindergartner in like sports or something, you know, it's just like, why, like, do you really get a sense of like accomplishment and satisfaction from this? Or do we need to create like a whole, just a transgender league? Let me just do that. Create a new category. Men dressed up as women playing sports. Okay. (laughs) But fuck Twitter, man. I'm so sick of this shit. And 
I love the Babylon Bee. I love them a lot more for being like, no, uh, go ahead, take the account. And they have like hundreds, how many, hundreds oh, of thousands God. of followers? If not million, if not in the millions, like their their Twitter account was huge. Yeah. And the fact that they, the fact that they will not capitulate and remove it to have the account back, I, I have infinite amounts of respect for everybody involved with that organization for the simple fact that they, the only way that they can get that account back is to delete the post. And they said, no, we like, we are not going to do that. We stand by what we said. And I, I, and I don't know if there's something else that like Twitter users can do other than just getting off of Twitter, which is going to eventually, I think it might happen if they keep this sort of shit up, but that's gonna that's a long drawn out process i don't know if there's something else that twitter users can do to sort of voice their displeasure and stick it to twitter for the, these types of policies i mean I everybody know. has at least everybody has at least half a dozen alts i mean I, I know you don't because that's too many accounts to manage and you you have enough trouble with just the one but i, sure. I i've got i've got about four alts uh i'm trying i'm still trying to figure out what i'm going to do with a couple of them but you know like everybody's got alternate accounts. Uh, I did an interview with Remzo Martinez back around the first of the year, and he said that that Twitter is approaching the point where there will be more Twitter accounts than there are humans on the planet. And it's like that's not a bad thing. Like that makes sense. Everybody has at least three alts. Like that yeah. that should reasonably happen at some point. <laughs> like, right. But um, yeah, I mean that's the only way to really get around it. There, did you see the thing that um, Elon Musk has been critical of the amount of uh, censorship that Twitter has been engaging in? And so, like, there's speculation of will Elon start his own site? Will Elon just buy out the buy out Twitter? Because uh, oh yeah, he can like that's that. that's easily in his price range. Like, Twitter isn't valued high enough that it would it wouldn't even put a dent in his pocketbook to just buy out Twitter. Like that would be the most incredible thing ever. If, oh, that if would be, Elon Musk bought Twitter. That would be delicious. That would be absolutely delicious. And I want to, even with his stock down, like, I don't know, sound like 30% from the highs, right? Let's check it out. But yeah, that would be, I, I love Elon Musk and he's, he's fucking hilarious on Twitter. <laughs> You would, One like SpaceX has a bunch of stuff going on and uh, Starlink or whatever is has been growing. And so like, you know, Tesla stock has been down, but that's not the only thing that he's got going on. Yeah. So uh, like, I don't I, know. It just it had a nice think... move over the last uh, week. It's up big. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's back over a thousand. Oh, wow. So, well, yeah, it, it, never mind. Off the, the Elon's lows doing were like great 750. Yeah. And if he buys Twitter, it'll probably affect that stock in like a weird way as well. Uh, yeah, I had a huge move up the last week. So I don't know what's, its markets are fucking crazy. But yeah, that would be, that would be something. I, you got to get it out of the hands of these like lunatic people that have no sense of humor and a political agenda that just makes everybody as miserable as they are. I mean, who... Who wants to live in a world without the Babylon Bee? Those guys are hilarious. Well, like a lot of us were looking at it like when leading up to Jack leaving Twitter, it was like, all right, like Jack Dorsey had been, he had been posting a lot of uh, like libertarian leaning stuff to his personal Twitter account. And, and, and I think it was relatively clear at the time that to whatever extent Twitter had not been completely like overblown censorship, 
it was exclusively because of him. So like a, a lot of people who uh, kind of paid attention to that stuff, like when Jack was leaving Twitter, it was like, okay, that means it's downhill from here. Like it, it, it only gets worse from here. He was the only sane voice in the room saying, let's not do this. And now he's out. And the guy who was coming in to take his place running things, there was no reason to have any hope that it would be anything less than just a full-on censorship platform when you saw what that guy's posts and opinions and views on stuff was. And it's like, this, this is only going to get bad. And, and you are really kind of seeing that, especially here over the last two or three weeks, like since the, since the Ukraine Russia thing has started, that has only gotten worse. And, and it's, it's just going to continue to do so until either, somebody else takes over at Twitter or Twitter completely crashes and burns, which I've kind of been wondering when that point was going to, when it was going to reach that point anyway, like the, um, Twitter was not doing well pre Trump presidency. And then Trump tweeting all the time throughout his presidency really amplified Twitter and boosted it to a point that it hadn't been previously. And so since they removed Trump, and they've been engaging in more and more censorship. I've kind of been like wondering, when do we hit the point that Twitter starts to go back downhill and then just drops off that cliff and becomes irrelevant again, like they were pre-Trump? Like it was just a niche thing that I had a Twitter account in like, I can't remember when, 2014 or something. Literally never used it, never opened the app. I, like, And I, I think a lot of people were like that up until the last four or five years. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, I don't think, are they profitable yet? I don't think so. Could be wrong on that, but I, I looked at the financials on Twitter back around the time when Jack was leaving and it was like marginally, like they were just barely in the black, I think. Yeah. I'd, I, mean, I would have to go back and look again. Uh, yeah. The, and the stock's way off the highs. It's down to about $38 a share from 80. Got up to 80 in uh, February of 21, <laughs> interestingly enough. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's It really is just uh, something that has to be reckoned with. The, the, this, they're, they're censoring accounts like, speaking of uh, trading and Nancy Pelosi, I used to, I don't know if you followed that one that was tracking all of her investments, all of her trades, that account got fucking nuked. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, she's outperforming like the top 10 hedge funds, Nancy fucking Pelosi by like, yeah, that was, for anybody who doesn't know what he's talking about, like that was, there was a, there was a Twitter account that was exclusively devoted to following Nancy Pelosi's track, Nancy Pelosi's stock activity. Like that's all it did. It was the Nancy Pelosi stock tracker. And and it got removed. Like it got it got fucking nuked. Um, gosh, I'm trying to remember because that guy that guy came back with like an, with one of his alt accounts and started doing some stuff again. And I the alt got nuked almost immediately. Like they weren't fucking around with that. Yeah, yeah. You can't one. You can't go after Nancy Pelosi. She's one of the top three traders in the fucking world. Apparently she's outperforming everything by like 30, 40%. It's crazy. And uh, right. Just base your retirement fund on what she's doing and you'll be set for life. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's funny. I, I, I did see some other post like she, uh, 
she bought some like Tesla calls or something. Was it Tesla? Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But yeah, that, that account's getting nuked. Um, all, all kinds of accounts that aren't doing anything wrong. They're 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 censoring all kinds of uh, newsworthy things. And as we've seen, you know, with this whole with the whole COVID thing, like look at the damage that's done when you hide these stories, when you you hide the truth from people for years. This is costing people their their lives, not not just their livelihoods, their actual lives at stake here. Not necessarily with like the Hunter Biden laptop story, but other, you know, there is tremendous potential here for damage to be done. And um, the uh, the other story that I had here, which I think we can we can play this video. This is this is from March of 2020. Okay, and it it's it's pretty tough to watch. I mean, it's basically the George Floyd incident before George Floyd took place. And you didn't hear a peep about it until March 17, 2022. They buried this story for two years. The only reason it came out was the, the family basically had to sue the fucking California police and the judge had to like rule in their favor that they should release this story. And uh, release release the the video cam footage from the from the officers, but it, it's a you know this thirty eight year old guy, and you can guess as to why this was not the the George Floyd story because his name is Edward Bronstein, okay, he uh, he's not black, so it doesn't fit their narrative. But if you watch, if, you know, if you were to just play the audio from this and not watch the video. You wouldn't be able to tell the, the difference between this and the George Floyd incident because you can't see his skin color. But if it doesn't fit that narrative, you don't hear a peep about it. And let's go ahead and uh, I'll, I'll share my screen. We'll play this video. Hang on. Give me a second here. Dun, dun, this one. I think it's about three minutes long. So this is buffering right now. But so basically, this guy got pulled over for a DUI and the cops are trying to forcefully draw his blood for a blood test they they say it's court ordered i don't understand how they get a court order for that so quickly um so there's some details missing and you don't see the beginning of the arrest they've just they've already got him in cuffs on his knees and uh but yeah they're they're trying to take his blood for a blood test for a dy that's sort of the backstory that we're given here that was, that, was, that was the last time. If you resist, if you even it's a court order. It's a court order. It's your choice. Okay? This is serious. Why? Have a seat and provide your own. This is your last opportunity. Otherwise, you're going face down on the mat, and we're going to keep on going. <laughs> Come on, man. Fucking internet. Good old Mexican internet. Yeah. Let me close some shit here. I got a lot of stuff up. Maybe that'll help. 
Oh, you're like me. You keep like 17 tabs open all at once. That's, yeah. <laughs> every time I come across something that I think is interesting, I just like I open up the tab and then I leave it open because I might want to come back to that later for like an episode of with you or an episode of my show or the morning show or something. So at any given moment, I've got, I've got all these tabs open. And then like earlier today, the power blinked. And so everything turned off. And I'm like, oh, God, where are all my tabs? I don't remember what I had. <laughs> yeah. Which is probably for the best because half of those tabs have been open for like a week and it's, they're not even relevant anymore. But. Yeah, that's true. And it, it gives you time. You know, it's like sort of like when you when you're about to like tweet something and you give yourself like 10 seconds to think about it and you're like, do I really want to get involved? In it? Like, is this something I want to do? And if you don't actually go back to that story, apparently it wasn't as important as you thought it was. Um, all right. God damn it. I don't know why this is not fucking playing. I'll, I'll refresh the page. Maybe that'll work. I have had it up for like probably a day and a half or so. Um, or maybe they're, I don't know, maybe they're taking this story down. They're not going to let us play the video. <laughs> Let's take a quick second and thank one of our other sponsors for today's show. And that is Zipix Toothpicks. Uh, first I'm hawking caffeine. Now I'm hawking nicotine. These are nicotine-infused toothpicks, and they are also flavored. So it, it's the best of both worlds. You get a delicious-tasting toothpick that also can curb that nicotine craving. It is a great smokeless alternative to cigarettes. It's a great alternative to all the other over-the-counter nicotine alternatives. It's cheaper than all of those. It's uh, less cumbersome than a lot of them. I mean, it's just a toothpick. You can pop it into your mouth anywhere you want. There's no mess. You can take as much nicotine out of it as you want. You can save it for later if you don't need all the nicotine that's in the toothpick. You can do it indoors. You can do it outdoors. You can do it without anybody knowing that you're actually getting a nicotine fix. So go to ZipixToothpicks.com. Use promo code FICTION for 10% off your order. He's got six different flavors. You can get the ultimate flavor pack if you want to try them all. If you're a smoker or you uh, you chew tobacco or you're on the nicotine gum or the patch or something like that, try out these toothpicks as a, an alternative to what you're already doing. You won't be sorry. So make sure you go to zippixtoothpicks.com. That's Z-I-P-P-I-X toothpicks.com. Order yourself a bunch of these nicotine-infused flavored toothpicks so that you have the perfect alternative to get you that nicotine fix that you need from time to time. Zippixtoothpicks.com, promo code FICTION. Now, here we go. Okay. I got it. Otherwise, you're going face down on the mat. Is it the full screen that's doing it? And we're going to keep on going. All right, we're not going full screen. too late we're gonna be vindictive fucking pricks
Well, they got six or seven officers here holding this dude down. Yeah, there's like there's like five, at least five, I think, holding him down. He's dead now. Now he's dead. They killed him. Can't find a pulse for those of you that aren't aren't watching the video. Yeah. And you can see the sense of urgency that they have after they kill him. There will be no repercussion for any of them. Oh, like, let's go ahead. Take, let's Look go ahead. And take you can tell blood. that he's dead. Like what? What kind of uh, <laughs> medical school did this guy go to? Let's go ahead and take his blood since he's not moving now. Yeah. And now they start CPR on him. Okay, so there you go. That that is fucking horrific. They had the decency to put a mat down, so I guess he had that going for him. He didn't have to do it face down on the concrete. He had a little mat. It's just, it's fucking unbelievable, man. And I think they said something like eleven, is it eleven or eighteen minutes passed before they actually started CPR on him? Eleven minutes after he stopped screaming, which. By the way, if you can't, if you're having trouble breathing, maybe not scream like a, a raving lunatic to uh, conserve your breath for anybody that, that finds themselves pinned down by five or six officers trying to take your blood for a DUI. I mean, this is the fact that this story doesn't see the light of day. The only reason I found this is because somebody posted it in like a Facebook group that I'm in. Uh, like a libertarian group that I'm in, you know, basically for the memes, but I saw this story and I was like, holy shit, this was not only was this as horrific as the George Floyd thing, but it happened before it, it happened two months before. And you don't hear about it for two fucking years, two years, you have to sue to get the body cam footage. I'm sure we're going to be rioting now, right now that the story's out all the outrage because you know um police brutality and all of that right yeah white and hispanic people don't don't typically riot so probably not a yeah i mean concern but you can just i mean this is part of the problem this is why the the media is the enemy of the people the narratives that they choose to roll with are ones specifically tailored to cause the most damage to society like if you had seen this and then you had seen the George Floyd thing, maybe, I mean, they're both obviously horrific things that shouldn't have happened, but it puts it a little, it puts it more into perspective. Like this is not just a thing that happens to a certain person. This is how they fucking operate and they're, they're fucking thugs. But I, I mean, Jesus Christ, dude, that it's a DUI. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, I think he, he might've been, he was, it, it sounded like he was on something. I don't know what, if it was meth or what, whatever he, they actually found in his system, but it's again, you know, it's, these are nonviolent crimes. You don't have, he's like, I'll do it willingly. No, it's too late for that. Now we're going to be like vindictive assholes and we're going to abuse, like there's no other, there's no other th- system or company or anything in the world where you get to treat people like that 
it's unfucking believable. And people will come, you know, it will justify it. Oh, well, you know, they were resisting or they should have complied earlier. But it's like, really, dude, really? So this is, this is what happens now. We get five guys to jump on top of him and draw his blood for a DUI. It's, it's fucking, it's despicable. But as despicable as the fact that this doesn't see the light of day. And how many more of these stories are we missing that we don't know about? Yeah, that, yeah, that, like that, that's that's the, that is the thing that pisses me off is George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, like those were big stories at the time when they happened. Duncan Limp, and like this guy, like how many other times does this happen? This happens on a daily basis. Like it, it, this isn't some like rare, few and far between. More people, I'm, I'm almost positive, more black people are uh, shot by police than like. I can't remember what the exact statistics were, but granted, now uh, our fact checkers, gentlemen. Yeah, it's still a low number, but like the number of people who are shot by police on an annual basis is not insignificant. Like, um, maybe when we're looking at gun control laws, maybe we should be putting more gun control laws on the people who are actually doing the shooting. You know, the fucking cops. Yeah, an idea. And it's uh, not you know, like it's statistically not insignificant. Like, why, why didn't that ever get talked about? Yeah. And well, and when you complain about, you know, your taxes going up or something, the first thing they point to are these mother- police and fire, like these motherfucking cops that are jumping on people's necks and beating the shit out of them, shooting unarmed people. Duncan Lem was the, the guy that they just executed, right? That was face down on the ground, unarmed, begging for his life. And they literally just executed him on camera. Nobody's seen that story either. Unless you run in these like radical anti, you know, like libertarian circles. Nobody's nobody's heard of that story. Nobody's heard that name. And, and that's on purpose. That's fucking on purpose. These people, they'll run with the Jussie Smollett story over and over again. Clearly a bullshit story. That, you know, they could start race riots over these things. They could destroy cities. They could get people killed. They don't give a shit. They don't give a shit. They have a, a narrative that they want to push. And there's nothing that's going to stop them from doing it. Um, and, the, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, Twitter suspends the Babylon Bee. That, that's the story that they're going to stop. The Hunter Biden laptop story. That's what they're going to keep from, from the, you know, the eyes of the American people. I don't know. It's uh, yeah. Main, mainstream media are the enemy of of the people. Yeah, and uh, I yeah, I just I wanted to get that out there because yeah, nobody nobody I knew had had heard of this or seen it, and it's I mean it's fucking horrific what what the what they are willing to do to people. Just imagine treating somebody like that. Um, and if, yeah, if you, it's a New York Post article, maybe we'll link to it. I, I always say I'm going to link to something in the show notes, and then I forget to do it. So maybe I'll, I'll drop this link in there for people that are uh, listening to just the audio so that they can check it out if you want to. I mean, you heard it. Hopefully you heard that. It's, I don't know, man. That's a, that's like the third or fourth time I watched it now. I don't want to watch it anymore. It's, uh, that shit's real tough to fucking sit through. And I think the full video is like 16 minutes or something, but I, I couldn't find that. I just had the, the three minute clip, but yeah. And then they just nonchalantly just like, oh, is he dead? They're holding him up like we. I was just watching Weekend at Bernie's last night for 
I don't know why, because it popped up and I was like, I haven't seen this movie in 20 years. They're holding them That's up. That's because Biden's in the office. Burns. Like you, you wanted to see if you could figure out what it is that, that they're doing with keeping <laughs> Biden upright that, yeah. that they picked up from Weekend at Burners. Right. That's all, you can admit it. They're like sitting this guy up, smacking him around like it's Weekend at Bernie's. I'm like, you, you clearly just killed this guy. Maybe a little sense of urgency here. Kind of get after it. Like they just don't give a shit. It couldn't care uh, hey, buddy. any less. Hey, are you okay? You doing all right? You still like, with us? He looks, he looks very like how, so the other thing you have to ask yourself is like, how many people did they just fucking knock unconscious that they're this like nonchalant about it? Like, oh, he's probably not dead. We do this all the time. He's probably just, you know, we probably just choked him out. Like we do, I don't know, a thousand, like how many people just get like choked out by the cops you never hear about, which is why they're just like, oh, it's not that big a deal. He's probably fine. We do this, you know, we do this twice, three times a week. And they're just shake him around, around a little bit. Yeah, just shake him, smack him around a little bit. He'll wake up like all those other guys do. It'll be okay. And I mean, geez, if you can see the video, like he looked very dead, very, very dead, like a lot deader than Bernie did a weekend at Bernie's. And they're still just like putzing around with him for 10, 10 more minutes before you start CPR. Like, Jesus Christ, man. I don't know. That's, we can't, we're not going to care about this story. We're not going to show this to people because that that ruins our narrative of dividing the the American people amongst themselves. When really all of that anger, all of that the Black Lives Matter justifiable anger, it should all be directed at this one entity that is everywhere, and it's it's an albatross around our necks. It's taking over every facet of our life. It's. It's every it's in every aspect of your daily life, especially now in the wake of the whole COVID-19 thing. It's it's the government. It's this entity that controls the money. It controls your, you know, your every everything you do from the, the second you wake up to the second you go to bed. They have a hand in something. And uh, that's that's what they're trying to keep you from seeing. That's why they don't. They don't play these stories. They roll with the George Floyd thing so that we fight amongst ourselves. And, you know, it's team red versus team blue, blah, 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 with, you know, keep, keep the, uh, the wool over the eyes of the people. So they don't realize who's pulling the strings here. And uh, the, the sooner you guys realize that the better. Um, I wish I had a happier note to go out here on a, on a Saturday morning, but, uh, I guess it's afternoon for you, huh? Still morning here. I'm still waking up. I'm already a couple drinks in. There you go. Yeah, you got any big plans this weekend? Oh, I go back to work tomorrow, so I'm gonna. I am actually working on putting together some episodes. Uh, Lines of Liberty has a bonus episode I'm working on, and then uh, getting the Liberty Weekly episode for Monday put together putting together my own episode for monday which i did a live stream of yesterday so if you missed that you can go back and check it out it was a lot of fun um yeah just all this stuff trying to uh trying to convince christy mayer to let me do some work for her on clips and stuff so that would be a big a big boost and also been talking to uh clint of literally lockdown to to try to start doing some work for him so just trying to i am trying to grow this uh podcasting empire that i've started on and get to a point where i don't have to have a normal job i, I 
I, I really do like my normal job and they pay me way more money than what I'm probably worth. But uh, <laughs> I, I would like to get to the point that I don't have to do that anymore. And I can just sit here and dick around with this stuff all day. But, you know, maybe, maybe in six months or so. Yeah, you'll get there for sure. Get me on some of those shows too while you're at it. <laughs> I will do my best. I, I can't get them to let me on their shows much less. <laughs> I, do, I actually do work for them. Like, <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, I guess we'll get out of here on that unless you have anything else that you need to uh, get off your chest here. No, not that I can think of. Anything you need to plug? Oh, check us out on the, uh, <laughs> I plugged it on on a show the other night. Check out the morning show that I do. We have a lot of fun with it. It's called The Morning After. We do it every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central, a.m., not p.m. We actually do a legitimate morning show in the morning. Uh, for anybody that happens to be awake and it's virtually impossible to find it on YouTube uh, because there are like 17,000 videos that are entitled the morning after. But the trick is if you search for white supremacy Wednesday, it will take you to us immediately. That was one. Of, <laughs> that was like a really fun and just like hilariously stupid episode that we did. And we even covered some like serious topics in it too, but like we do sticks and different stuff. And, uh, that one was a lot of fun and it's one of our most viewed uh, episodes. So like look us, look up white supremacy Wednesday on YouTube. I promise it won't get you on any list that you weren't already on and uh, check out the morning after we have a lot of fun with that. All right. All right. And uh, follow us on Twitter at pedal fiction, join the private Facebook group for a happy hour potential and all of the memes. And uh, if you want to become a supporting listener of the show, go to peddlingfictionpodcast.com. Set up a recurring monthly donation, and that will definitely get you into the Friday night happy hours. We'll be doing one next Friday. And I think, and by next Friday, am I going to be on the same? Nope, not yet. So it'll be 7 I'll be off work next Friday. So I'll, I'll be off work next Friday. So I'll actually yeah. be in. Good. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time next Friday since I am an hour behind you guys. And uh, yeah, if you guys can do all that for us, we will be back next week with a brand new episode for you. And until then, you know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.